The Baywatch? Yeah, the Baywatch. Yeah, man. Fucking, sucking, you see everything. There's a boat. Still not interested. No, I understand. Things around for years. The Stallone stag flick, uh, uh, Brando sucking off a guy, Rob Lowe. I even heard about a Peggy Lee one. You don't make shit off these things. Put it in a theater, cops are there same day. Put it in an adult bookstore. Oh, you get raided, more cops, lawyers, you get sued into the ground, you don't make dime one. Guys, nobody is ever getting rich off a celebrity sex tape, okay? That's it. Three, two, one, record. Okay, kicking over. I'm ready to rock. How about you? I'm ready to rock. All right, guys. Welcome into another edition of the analysis. Uh, sound the alarm. We have a Andrew Dice Clay appearance on your TV screens. That's why we've brought in our Andrew Dice Clay correspondent for, and also joining the Five Timers Club, Greg Ott. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Greg, are you aware that you are the only person in history to be joining the Analysis Five Timers Club and also to be in the Wife Fucker Society? Ah. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I've earned all those medals on my uniform. <laughs> I'd like to tapes. take this opportunity to, uh, while we welcome Greg into the Five Timers Club, Bob, send him his cartoon please hey so as you guys are listening to this i know this is radio not television please go to our instagram handle the analysis tv and movie podcast and rolls right off the tongue yep (laughs) take a look (laughs) at the image of greg Ott, where uh, of course all of our five timers get their own personal cartoon greg Ott is now seeing this cartoon for the first time and it's been text messaged to him in a group chat so greg take a look Explain to us what you're seeing so that people can, can walk through your brain right now. Great. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really honored by this. So I'm going to open this image right now. And it's a photo of me. Uh, it's, it's, it's my really messed up face. <laughs> I, I sent out this New Year's card with uh, the worst photograph of me ever taken. And uh, it is, <laughs> they've made that into an image where I am uh, wearing my trademarked uh, uh, blazer and green shirt. Uh, I've never Four actually. Layers. A, I've actually. Let me say this. I've never actually owned a white undershirt. I don't like wearing solid white and solid black. I like having pastels and and off color. So <laughs> fair enough. That's not, that's inaccurate. So I, I tell your artist that. But I'm. Uh, it's me being booed on a stage with a guitar around my body. I'm covered in tomatoes. The audience is throwing tomatoes at me, uh, and there are people haranguing me. They're, they're saying things like this: "Sad, filth, boo, rot, loser," and then. Barrel fucker. Uh, <laughs> the, the photograph I sent uh, to my wife took that photo. But <laughs> fucking heard real, a barrel. I wasn't having sex with anybody in a barrel. Um, so you fucked you know, that you, barrel. You have to, I guess you do have to drill a hole if you want to tap into it to get some, you know, now, beverages out. So th- this. Thank you, thank you, thank you for year. spending money on this. Oh yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, is this is this your is this a first? Was this, was this like a one take? <laughs> Right. So, so we, so the, what do you only need time for one shot? You're like, ah! no, no. <laughs> we, to make a long story short, uh, we got stuck in Canada uh, uh, on trying to get back to New York because uh, of the virus. And we were relatively close to driving to Niagara Falls and Christy had never been there. So when you go there, there is like, before you go up the restaurant, there is like, Hey, a photo booth. And they snap like three photos of you. And truly I mean, I look at that photo. It doesn't look like me. I don't know how my face made that expression. I, it looks like a completely different person. I look like I am <laughs> melting. It is a very unusual Yay. expression. 
I look my, my, nothing on my face looks symmetrical. Um, and Chrissy uh, looks great. Like she understood the assignment. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, she understood. She looks like she's, you know, pretending to be terrified, and I look <laughs> yeah, like I was, like, just thought out of the ice in, you know what I mean? Like, I'm coming to for the first time. I love the fact that the audience at this show uh, that is being depicted is aware of this photo and how you look like your fucking barrels. Yeah, I. it's also, I mean, also, like, this is, like, bobblehead proportions. Like, my, you know, this is, like, a, like a political cartoon type mm-hmm. thing, but... This yeah. is uh, this should man. be in the New Yorker. Chrissy yeah, the, looks yeah. terrified. You look like you've been pulled in on sex offender charges, and you're letting out a quirky <laughs> fart. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really unflattering photo, and that's why I said, you know what, I'm going to send this to all my closest friends. I actually love that man. I love I love the uh, the yeah. gall and the, the self confidence. Just you know, fuck. Well, it, it's funny because. Christy had just taken, uh, she just started a new job and she also sent this to like all of her new colleagues and coworkers. And it's like, these people have never met me before. It's like, oh, who God. is this ugly, weird man in a <laughs> barrel? Like, what, like <laughs> we make the right hire? Anyway, uh, let's get to the matter at hand. Greg, first, first of all, thanks for coming back on. Uh, oh, hey. I always love chatting with you, especially about Dice Clay. Now, hit show, Pam and Tommy on Hulu. Uh, first for Hulu in a while. But uh, a lot of people are watching this. Um, it's, you know, short of euphoria. I think this is it's one of the most talked about shows right now. Um, yeah. Seemingly. And episode two features our man, Andrew Dice Clay, as a bankroller of smut. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like a, a loan shark. Now, we haven't seen him since episode two. He had about five minutes. So this will be an hour-long analysis of that five-minute scene. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, let's talk but, about the whole thing yeah yeah no the, the whole sh- Pam and Tommy, it, it, it's a lot of fun it gets weird there's some talking dicks uh it but i i'm blown away by first of all the performances but yeah. also the the makeup the makeup the costumes that the lily james is a tiny person uh she's, tiny little british girl you played cinderella she was on downton abbey and now she's playing hepatitis c pamela anderson <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hepatitis double d yeah double d <laughs> yeah, hepatitis double d there's, there's a drum roll incredible like i i'm, I'm really shocked at, at how they they made her look so similar and you know our our, our man the winter soldier playing uh tommy lee does a great job too i think he's nailed his like laugh and smile Baby, oh, bro. Yeah. that Are california you, I, rocker yeah he's so good because i've you seen guys, the video I've, I've seen the video for research yeah uh, and uh it's 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 really uncanny both of the performances that's really nice of you to research this all the way back in middle school bob uh <laughs> d- 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 on lily james for a second she she was in the movie yesterday right yes she was the girlfriend the the girlfriend of the dude yeah or the, the love interest yeah I, I just saw that for the first time and i thought it was as bad as the premise suggested but I w- I'm not familiar with her as an actor, and I got to say, pr- the you know prosthetic penis aside, what they've done to her is transformative. Like, oh, yeah. literally, like I cannot believe that's the same person, especially the way she's just like got. I, I think she's absolutely killing it in the role. Yeah. What's cool about the show is that, like, yeah, it's P- Pam and Tommy, and your mileage may vary on that storyline and the whole tape. But then Seth Rogen shows up and Nick Offman. You're like, oh, th- this is a legit show. Th- like these are. A-listers doing some really funny stuff. 
And then some really talented actors just going 100% into the role. Um, it's, it kind of, it struck me as how, I don't know, not, not high end, but uh, how much quality, I guess, the, the value was assembled. Stuff. Yeah. Well, Offerman, it reminds me of Devs. I don't know if you guys saw Devs on FX. I did not. That is an incredible series where he plays this like Silicon Valley founder who's incredibly weird, but he, he's carved out a really good niche of a career to be able to do these really very heavy character-based roles in really interesting stories. And this is one where it's like, I totally buy him as like a porno dirtbag who, you know, he's like yeah. fucking three women as he's trying to like blow off this guy who's in big yeah. trouble. Like it all adds up to me. Like, and I think he, he's even just like physically, like he has that embodiment of like, almost like, you know, you're getting with dice. It's like, you see this guy, it's like, of course he's like some porno loan shark. And of course oh Offerman is believable as like some sleazy VHS porn guy. That's really interesting that you say where Offerman's gone since he was on network television, because I, I, I also think that, that the founder, the McDonald's movie where he played one of the McDonald's mm-hmm. brothers, I think that was, a, that's oh, another yeah. good example. He's, he's just kind of found these kind of juicy roles that fit this kind of deadpan Offerman-ness. So yeah, yeah I, he also I leaves, agree. he also leans in the Offerman thing, like his whole Lagavulin campaign, his Lagavulin uh, Guinness barrel oh, yeah. stuff. He's, he's very much playing the Parks and Rec guy mm-hmm. it, all over TV. And then you see this, this guy who's just having orgies while uh, biker <laughs> gangs are looking to murder him. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's everyone is just swinging for the fences. It's really cool. I, I think it's the so far it's the the tone shifts are weird to me and it's it's really mm-hmm. hard to get past the talking penis because we're <laughs> we're sitting here and the things we're celebrating of the show is this borderline realism that they're they're able to accomplish based on the the look and feel of the characters the performances we're really liking what Rogan's doing we're liking what Offerman's doing and then it's this total like bizarro whack because because it's like it's starting to get very serious and heavy as you get closer to kind of episodes five six seven and eight like it's really Mm -hmm. starting to get into the trauma and kind of that celebrity privacy media late night angle i know greg's greg's always been the guy that like talks a lot about the late night television but that's that's a huge part of this is like when leno starts to use it as his as his gags and and how that accelerates the the awareness of the video that's and, when the blast doors are, are uh yeah because it because i think that, i i really like kind of this this angle that they're doing with the la times and and it's like it's not news it's not news oh all of a sudden there's this he uh, this there's this penthouse versus Pammy and Pam and Tommy and it's like oh it, it is news now and then that's what you know Leno is able to go and run with and it's just like it, the, the the talking penis is just so totally different than all of that where it's like so, ah, I wish you stayed consistent so let me say this I totally I totally agree I almost tuned out when I was like is that what this is this whole thing every episode is like a buddy comedy between him and his talking schlong like I was afraid it was gonna go in that direction but it wasn't. Yeah. But I also read that <clears throat> apparently in his autobiography, he talks about how he actually in his life would talk to his penis. And like, yeah. oh, okay. that is his real thing. And so as stupid as it was, you and I was like, you know what? Like, at least they're trying to be faithful to who this guy claims to be. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I thought it was stupid, uh, silly, 
but I'm so glad it like hasn't stayed throughout the entire series. Yeah. I'm sure it might happen again, but uh, the fact that it's actually like taken from his life, like it adds some color to what you would imagine this rock star's crazy life would be. And it's also a really interesting contrast that like in the beginning, he is this like douchebag rocker who's literally talking to his dick in yeah. the mirror. <clears throat> but the rest of the series, and maybe we'll get to this, like I love that it ends up being an actually really sweet story between mm -hmm. a really young couple because it you ne you would never get to see that stuff portrayed in the way this was in the media, to your point, Bob, about like late night shit. It's like this couple going through like losing a kid and you having to deal with all of the all of the pressure of being like two huge stars, one more than the other, obviously. I don't know. Seeing them just like laying around and, you know, making Greek food and stuff was very like, oh yeah, they're actually just people. And they actually seem like really good yeah. people. When my stereotype is like, Tommy Lee is like a Charlie Sheen type figure. Like who the fuck? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Just like a total tiger blood cocaine. Yeah. I think they do a good job in the first two episodes of building up the icon status of these two ultra celebrity power couple you know larger than life characters that come together in this like uh just just tornado of 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 love sex drugs but but then it we, we go down to oh we're just we're sitting in a deposition and it's very uncomfortable and, yeah. and pamela anderson is like a, a real person and she's grown up from humble roots and uh got a big break in playboy and and now she's been asked to uh, identify herself in a extremely private sex moment and then you know at the time you're like oh it's pam and tommy it's a sex take you know, it just just seemed yeah. like that, that was just them you know it that kind of what it's made them even more famous and it, it's it, i i think we we equate we confuse pam and tommy with you know your paris hilton's and your kim kardashians where they welcomed that um added um publicity but Pam and Tommy, that it was an invasion of privacy and it, per, it derailed her career. You know, uh, Barbed Wire came out, not a great movie, but now she's just, okay, she's done Playboy, but, and they're just using that against her. Like, uh, oh, you've, you've uh, exposed yourself before. What's different about this? Mm -hmm. And it, it's kind of cool how m more layers there are to the show. Well, it's well, really starting to, I think as a society, we're getting a little more <laughs> conscious of, the way that these things and, and how we treat people. I think the Britney Spears scenario and how people have kind of awakened to all of the pointing and laughing we did 12 years mm -hmm. ago and, and how kind of wrong that was at the time. And, and you're starting Good to point. see shows like this and we're reflecting. And it's like, even when you watch Kanye clearly having episodes and meltdowns in real time now, and like the instinct is to laugh, the instinct is to say like, what a whack job. And, and it's like, are we going to look back at that in 10 years and be like, Hey, we, we kind of actually had the wrong take. And, and these are actually people. And I think the actual, the, these are actually people sentiment is, is being shown here really well at the time. It was just like, Oh, we have the right to this because she's fucking hot. She's a celebrity. Yeah. She's already taken her clothes off. Like, but we, we should be able to watch this all the time. And, mm -hmm. and even Seth Rogen, like, like, like there's that, that conflict where he's like, this is my property. And he starts to take ownership of the tape when it starts getting copied all over the place. Yeah. But it's like, really, it's their tape. Like, like no one has ownership of this besides them. He's stolen it, but he doesn't want anyone stealing it from him. Which <laughs> yeah, I was really but funny. it's like, who has the right to this? It's it's like nobody. The answer yeah. is nobody. You know, I made, I made a joke earlier that, you know, you're looking at this middle school, Bob. But I, I remember when this thing dropped distinctly. I think I must have must have been high school or middle school. Like, I remember when this thing came out on oh, yeah. the early internet. And I watched uh, it the other night. 
Oh, there you yeah, go. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I remember the idea of just like, you know, this is a thing that's out there now. I had assumed they <clears> released it or it was through, you know, an official channel, which they kind of get into on here. It's like, oh, here's a website. It looks like it's real. Yeah. But you go through this thing. And I think that does play into what you're saying about like the way in which people treat Britney Spears or treated Britney Spears and the way this stuff gets into the media. Like Kim Kardashian puts out a sex tape. Whether or not that's, you know, I forget whether that was leaked or if it was intentional. It was definitely it was intentional. Okay, well, that's another thing. It's like... Ray J, baby. He was there first. Uh, that, that sort of thing is like, yeah, if this thing was a piece of private property, that's, it gets, it's really fucked up and it's fucked up that we end up like searing this into our public consciousness. I remember when there was that giant iCloud leak a few years ago of like, yeah. you know, Jennifer Lawrence and all the celebrities. It's like, this fucking sucks. Like, it's not fair... <laughs> you know that that people can then be defined by their most private thing on their phone you know what i mean yeah. like it, and just because I, you decided to be a celebrity doesn't mean that need that that also is what you're signing up for right and just because you decide to go to niagara falls and take a terrible photo of yourself doesn't mean that everyone gets to look at that <laughs> wait photo. a second wait yes, a minute. <laughs> you <laughs> take away that barrel right now, and you're right below the waist is nothing but uh but really, Greg, to your point, it's this perfect storm of, you know, you've got technology coming on. You've got that that L.A. kind of like underground smut sex uh, time happening. And then you've got the two or you've got at least the, the most famous sex icon of the 90s that happens to have a, a sex tape out there. It really was the perfect time when you when you factor in the fact that the the internet comes out and all of a sudden yeah. like cyber porn is, is basically born overnight. And I think that's really, that, that that's an interesting uh, angle to me as well as, as I'm reading right now uh, a book called the nineties by Chuck Klosterman. And oh, yeah. it really profiles just everything, but he, but he even starts talking about what the VHS did to, to just movies in, mm -hmm. in the film industry, but just, and then there's a, there's a whole huge section where just the personal computer becomes a thing. And it's basically a, it's a language before people who knew the world before the internet was invented and the world, the people who knew the world after the internet was invented. But we're kind of seeing that play out in this series, which is really cool when you watch like Pam and Tommy being like, what the fuck's the internet? And they, they have to go yeah. to the fucking library. Yeah, they go to the library to watch their own video. <laughs> it's wild that the Pam and Tommy uh, sex tape kind of begot your porn hubs and your, you know, red tubes and everything else that's out there. It's kind of wild that that was at the forefront where this was the first thing. Well, that's the thing with porno, online. man. They've they've been at like they've always pushed the tech boundaries. Like they were some of the earliest adopters of Betamax, VHS, any sort of home video, any yeah. sort of on-demand video, any sort of cable. Like for some reason, get you, you out of the theater experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they've wanting French to... coats huge because of porn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pen penthouse trench coats are some of the most sought after. Gucci by Trenthouse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that all lines up. And Bob, to, to your point a moment ago, like it, it doesn't surprise me that this tape. I what was the year it came out again? Is it ninety late nineties? Ninety four. No, I don't think it was ninety four. Seems can too I IMDb this? Yeah, I all I know is like this is around the same time of Monica Lewinsky which was broken on the Drudge Report and the entire reaction was very, you know, slut shaming her basically. Mm -hmm. And it's that same thing of like, hey, the internet has this story that we actually didn't want to get out there quite yet, but we're running with it anyway. 
and here is the person who's going to fall victim and it's her and you know the way the way in which you know <laughs> they would lionize tommy lee of like hey man nice video and good for yeah. you man is the same of like almost like bill clinton like oh man you know way to go bill like mm-hmm. and all yeah. the jokes were at monica's expense of like oh look at you you know what i mean like Absolutely. there was something culturally brewing that was a harbinger of like where we're living today which is almost an opposite reaction of everything you do is awful and you, you are you are presumed to be awful and uh we will we'll work backwards to, to clear your name i did lo- i do love that they kind of made a point to um predict that or or highlight the fact that tommy was yeah lionized like you said and P- pam was slut shamed like to and, but he he's like no we're in together we're in together and like that's why his his you know, his cock that he talks to and he's kind of, it's like his, they're, they become icon statuses because of this movie or this video leaked. And, and Pam has, I mean, she, she no longer has a viable career afterwards. It's yeah. And she knows it the whole time. She's so clearly like, no, you don't understand. This is not an equal thing. Also at the same time, she was like a much bigger name than him. So, you know, it's like, that's a point of conflict. That's really a point of conflict is, and then they keep, alluding to it is how that 80s shit rock is now dead. They, they talk about that in the nineties book, Chuck Klosterman, go read it. But that like his career is basically over. Hey, and a third eye blind is a bigger draw now. Yeah. He's pissed about studio B. Right. And then she, she comes in and she's, she's at least on a hit TV show. She's got a movie coming out. And, and although he's supportive of her, she even has thoughts where it's like, you're definitely going to benefit from this yeah. in terms of your notoriety. Like, are you even upset that, that this is uh, running away from us? Like who because is he's thinking still about Tommy Lee? Like no one, yeah. no, if this video came out, Tommy Lee would be totally irrelevant, but now he has a TV show about him. He's fucking writing books. Does anyone read a book without this video? No. no. You know, it's like, he's only benefited from the release of this video. Mm-hmm. And she obviously hasn't. Right, except for you know she she was at your your nightclub once, Hayes. If you want to tell that story, <laughs> feel free. Amazing story. Uh, I worked for a maniac at, at a private nightclub in LA. It was called No Name. Uh, Pam Anderson came in one night. I was I was there four a.m. I was like cl- closing it down. We had this this private secret door. Yeah, our manager would hit this button, and this uh, this this door in a in a hallway would pop open, and people would go in there. They would listen to records, and it was like uh, our, our owner's box basically. And uh, my coked out manager rushes into the room where I'm cleaning up the table one night. He goes. I just did a line of coke off of Pam Anderson's in her thigh. I tried to line it close enough to smell her vagina, but there's no smell. There was no smell. I couldn't are, you smell. Fucking, are you kidding me, man? I'm trying to get out of here. Where's my line of coke? It was I just just. You, I just love the fact that there was no smell. Well, there was no smell. You're, you're doing cocaine. Yeah, your 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 nostrils are stuffed with coke. What was he anticipating it to be smelly? Or uh, I don't know. It smells nice. I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know. He was just, he wasn't expecting no smell. Yeah. No. <laughs> David uh, Tell used to have a really great joke where he's like, I, I, I finally lived out one of my dreams. I did coke off a stripper's ass. Only in my dreams, there was no smells. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of the opposite of, the uh, opposite of Tyler, my manager's experience doing coke <laughs> off a pan. Totally ass. labeled this man. But, you know, but she's still down to party and she still looks great. That was, that was maybe six years ago though, but um, 
how, anyway. how, do, how, how do we feel about our boy Dice, by the way? Let's just, just yeah, at least give a little. A few, we got a few minutes left on Dice. Short and sweet. I mean, I was. Great cast. I think you guys, te- you guys texted me that he was, I didn't know he was in this. And then the moment he shows up, it was like, of course. And he's, of course. he's the perfect greaseball, like perfect. piece yeah. of shit, asshole. Seems like he would kick your ass, but he wouldn't do it. He would pay somebody else to do it. I don't know. He shows up with the aviator or those, you know, those tinted glasses. Yeah, and he's in a, like a shitty restaurant and like perfect for him. Absolutely perfect for him. Great casting. Um, I, I'm not sure if I would have watched this show if Bob hadn't sounded the alarm that there was a dice clay <laughs> <laughs> appearance. We're still waiting for him to come back. Um, I, I've got, I'm looking at the photo here. He, he's got a cup of coffee, a sundae, and some cherries uh, up against like a um, stained glass church window. Um, I'm just, 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 just vintage dice. And he, yeah. he has very few lines, but he, you know, he, he hits his marks and he, he's a loan shark eating a Sunday and he, he's interested in, in, in a pornography. Pornographic no one's guy. ever got rich off a of sex tape. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I sold out Madison square garden. You don't make money. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think he does a nice job, but, uh, but the show, uh, at, at large, I think I'm excited to see the final two episodes. We got one airing tonight. We're recording this what six p.m. Pacific time uh, on a Sunday, so Sunday the episode should drop in a minute. Um, I, I'm excited to see where they they've they've set it up to have a pretty emotional finale. I mean, the the next episode is Destroyer of Worlds. Mm. Um, so I mean, in, in episode eight's the finale. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I, I kind of like where, where they've gone. They, they've really kind of made it a human story, um, whereas it started out as just like a, a fun, wild ride in, into the lives of the, you know, the go-go 90s, you know, height of stardom uh, era. So I have a question for you guys. Are you kind of turned on by all of the prosthetics by uh, leaving? Well, yeah. I mean, Bob, you admitted to me personally that uh, those, <laughs> that, that prosthetic, it's uh, like you know, I'm kind of into it. Yeah, the, <laughs> even though I know it's all just plastic body. I mean, she looks great. I mean, it's all plastic. I've always, Pam Anderson. I just man, she was uh, just one of my uh, my first crushes. We'll say uh, the first and only episode, or the first and only magazine of Playboy I purchased. I think it was her last turn. Uh, we know that's not true, Matt. We know you've had another Playboy magazine. <laughs> Matt and I once were taking a train. Oh, that's from, right. Uh, Chicago to Detroit. Denise Richards. And to uh, to pass the time, we we got a Playboy magazine, and we read it in the back of the coach car. Uh, it's a long train read, ride. We sat there reading the articles. <laughs> you got to read the articles. I mean, yeah, that's the best part. Just you, know, you got to unfold them. And they're really big articles. Yeah, big articles. Centerfold yeah. articles. Yeah, well, yeah uh, Denise Richards says anyway. right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think no. it's a good show, man. I'm, I'm, a, I, uh, I think you know they they try to do these this kind of the, the where the, whether it's the American Crime Story. You were talking about the Lewinsky. They tried to do it. They, like it, it doesn't always work. It's not always fish in a barrel and and i and i do think they've got the right combination of tone with performance with uh content like the actual story i think is compelling enough and i think i think that's what i think that's what works for me because i saw i think one of the guys from motley crew tweeted out uh uh yeah we never got bumped by third eye blind the studio this whole show is bullshit blah 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 
you know, they're taking liberties with it. They're telling their storytelling here. I'm sure maybe that didn't happen. But this at least seems to, first of all, it's based on a well-reported article. Second of all, it does seem to tell a very interesting story. And if not, if, if every moment is not true, like Tommy Lee's tattoos, for instance, they're not his real tattoos because they're copyrighted. Like mm-hmm. when, I guess tattoo designs you can't show in public oh, or something sure. if, if they, the artist that. owns that. So they may, the, um, the, the art person on the show, they, you know, created replicas or whatever's closest to it. But even then it's like, yeah, okay, I buy it because I think this is a really interesting story that tells this in a different context than I was aware of it. It's not just a sex tape. It is this broader thing that we're talking about. Yeah. And so. I, lo- I love making like that distinction. Like, hey, wait a minute. Yes, he, ta- he had a talking penis, but we were never bumped by third eye blind. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the definitely. Yeah, definitely real. That was definitely real. <laughs> so this is a New York Times article. Is that right? I think it was the Daily Beast. Uh, but oh, I can't, okay. Because I, 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 I kind of thought that maybe like the New York Times woman was kind of the the creator of the story and maybe we had fit her into the narrative uh, um, and, yeah. and we would see the creation of the of this show in a way uh through her yeah no but um, i guess maybe that's not accurate yeah i i i really appreciate you saying that greg i think you you nailed that and i think it's um i think the major parts of of the the major beats of the story he was an asshole he fucked over some contractor the guy stole the safe this, these things, I think like some of the major beats are probably 90% accurate and, and the details it's. Yeah. I mean, I just watched some, some fucking Winston Churchill movie. It's like, yeah, none of this. They didn't say any of this, but darkest right, hour this happened. Uh, we will fight them on the beaches. Actually, it might've been that. I don't know. It was some, I, I was on like a three night world war two binge and it was, I, I watched everything that came out in the past five years. Oh, I'm going to go back on this Pamela Anderson binge I've been on for the last 25 years. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm jerking off the church earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Greg, for coming yeah, on, man. Chamberlain, yeah. Hey, uh, thank, you for, uh, thank you for having me and for, uh, for insulting me in, uh, yeah. in, in voice and in illustration. Everyone else's illustration is uh, uh, mostly a compliment, except for yours, which is 100%. Yeah. Everybody, uh, yeah. the entire audience hates me, which is actually a pretty accurate description accurate. of uh, my life and career. <laughs> yeah well hey at least you fucked your wife you have a medal for it there you go <laughs> thank you thank you so much and thank you to the audience <laughs> thank you guys for listening don't forget to smash that subscribe button mm-hmm. don't forget to write a review if you enjoyed anything that you heard here today mm-hmm. wash your hands stay safe greg ah, guess what <laughs> We'll Five Tigers Club. We'll see you down the road. Let's uh, we'll, we'll get on some stuff.